and welcome to Rebel Hearts, a podcast dedicated to the rebel girls and riot girls in the music industry and why they matter. Each episode will feature songs by bands you just need to hear. So if you think you're ready, I will see you in the front. Welcome to episode 9 of Rebel Hearts. Today I wanted to talk about something really shitty and that's the way that women in music get treated based on how much or how little they wear. And I wanted to talk about this because of a Daily Mail article I saw that absolutely appalled me. The Daily Mail put out an article blaming Ariana Grande's clothing for the Manchester bombing at her concert last week. And yes, you heard that correctly. In case you didn't hear, last week during the last song at an Ariana Grande concert in, uh, in Manchester, a suicide bomb went off killing 22 kids and injuring 59. Ariana has since wrote an open letter stating that she will be back doing a benefit concert in, Man- in Manchester, bringing artists like Nicki Minaj and Miley Cyrus. She wants it to be a star-studded event. Those are the only two names that have been um, named so far and all the proceeds are going to the victims families and that concert is set or rumored to be on june 4th ariana has also been rumored to have offered to pay for the victims funerals but hey this is all her fault because she wore a short skirt right i am disgusted that this attack happened and disgusted that ariana feels responsible i am the most disgusted disgusted though that the Daily Mail not only wrote this article but also had the nerve to post paparazzi shots of her the day after the attack. People keep bringing up the whole donut licking thing and the I hate America comment that she made um, one or two years ago I can't remember which I believe was blown out of way way out of proportion. Who hasn't jokingly said I hate America and also in this political climate how can you not at least have a little disdain for America right now and kind of feel a little cheated. Our fucking president was tweeting about Robert Pattinson's relationship status for fuck's sake. Like, come on, this is not the time to be super patriotic, guys. And for the donut thing, yeah, a little fucked up, but also she did apologize for it. So to me, yeah, it was a little, it was a little ridiculous for her to do, but she apologized and she made amends. And I don't find these things grounds to criticize her and damn her for something tragic that happened, you know? So now that I've set the scene, let me read some of this trash article and yes i'm calling this article trash because it is very insensitive and i just absolutely can't stand that this even exists so this was written may 23rd which was the day after the bombing the title is james harkin how ariana grande and her revealing stage outfits are a symbol of everything islamists hate now there's two pictures of her in which you know she seems revealing and the second image is really ridiculous with the caption it says james harkin with a colon, how Ariana Grande and her revealing stage outfits are a symbol of everything Islamists hate, which is what he just said above, but he actually writes it under a picture of her to really stick it in there, you know? So this article is basically a big history of Islamists and their hatred for the type of clothing Ariana Grande was wearing and actually has little to do with her, but it just goes into like this whole history of why they hate it and also just the background of the religion and Again, nothing to really do with Ariana Grande, but the first few paragraphs talk about her being targeted, not at random. The first paragraph says, why would anybody target a concert by the American singer Ariana Grande? The grim answer may lie in the fact that she, that with her revealing stage outfits, her stockings, pink bunny ears, and unbashed sexual confidence, 23-year-old Miss Grande is a symbol of everything Islamists hate. 
It continues with, according to the purist, medieval inter interpretation of the Quran favored by Islamic State, almost everything about Western music and the Western lifestyle that goes with it is haram or forbidden, and so merits a death sentence. So again, the the only part that mentions Ariana Grande are the two pictures, the, the um, title of the article, and the first paragraph, which is barely even a paragraph. So I... So now why does this make little sense? I mean, you guys probably don't think it makes any sense based on what I just read to you, but because this isn't a new or first time instance, that's why this doesn't make any sense. December 2015, the Eagles of Death Metal had a concert in Paris bombed and they didn't wear revealing clothing there. So what makes Ariana different? The Eagles of Death Metal bombing was said to be targeted due to the singer's Christian beliefs, which is a very different reason than somebody's clothing. There are no facts behind this Daily Mail assumption. It's blatant sexism and the audacity to post it the day after a tragic attack is just straight up heartless. I mean, the people that were attending this Ariana Grande concert were literally kids. They were teenagers. They were, there was like an eight year old girl that was found dead. So really this is just blatant sexism. I don't care what anybody says. It, the article shouldn't have been written because it literally, literally has barely anything to do with Ariana Grande and especially because the Eagles of Death Metal Paris attack. I mean, I'm sure, unfortunately, there have been other bombings that haven't been as famous, but the Eagles of Death Metal were not women dressed in provocative clothing and they were still targeted and it was for a completely different reason. So I don't know what Ariana Grande believes in, but why wasn't that a question? Why was it just immediately the fact that she wears revealing stage outfits? And I don't really think they're all that revealing, you know? But hey, I'm on the side of women here, so I guess my opinion is a little biased. But anyway, I want that to sit for a minute with you guys before I move on to other instances of sexism because I have a lot. And is corresponding with clothing and just all this terrible shit. So I want to play you guys the first song of the episode, which will be by a band called Bleached. The song is called Turn to Rage, off the new EP, Can You Deal? Now, I've mentioned it in the first episode, but the members of Bleach put out a zine earlier this, this year of the same title, which featured all women in music and their fight with sexism. I turned a, I talked a lot about this in my first episode, and it's actually a big inspiration behind this podcast existing. Bleach is also joining Paramore on their Tour 1 tour, which hits the UK later next month. And Bleach just has that special sound that just takes you back to the 90s and just makes you want to dance. So I'm just going to play that song for you guys really quick. It's called Turn to Rage. You know it's gonna fall up in your 
Again, that was the song Turn to Rage by the band Bleached off the 2017 EP Can You Deal. Now back to today's topic of women in the fight with wearing whatever the fuck they want. And now I can't talk about this entire topic without talking about Kathleen Hanna of Bikini Kill. In the book Girls to the Front by Sarah Marcus, which I told you I was going to reference all the time, she says in chapter 3 on page 75, Kathleen turned toward the back of the stage at DC Space and pulled off her shirt in a deliberate, prosaic motion. Bikini Kill had played its first few songs fully clothed, but now, wearing just a skirt and a scalloped black bra, Kathleen turned to face the audience so everyone could see what was written on her stomach. Slut. She's begun doing this at shows in recent months, confronting audiences with what they might want to see, a topless woman, and what they might think of such a woman. Now, the Seattle Times did an interview with Hannah in April 2015, where she says, You can have those contradictions exist, and it doesn't mean your feminism isn't valid, she says. It doesn't mean you're not a feminist because you expose your legs and wear a leotard. I'm just happy there's more of a conversation about feminism now. Now, Kathleen was kind of known back in the 90s for provoking men and screaming boys to the back, girls to the front, and she would write slut written on, on her stomach in lipstick, and she would just constantly push the boundaries. I mean, she talks about clothing all the time. She wrote, she had a dress that said kill me on it, and she was basically saying, was I asking for it just because I had a shirt that said kill me on it? There was just a lot going on, and I think that Kathleen paved the way for women to stand up on stage and tell everybody, fuck you, I'm wearing this. So that's gonna lead me into move, moving on to somebody who seems to be criticized and praised equally as much, and I'm talking about Queen Bee, Beyonce. Now, I just read probably the most upset article about Beyonce and how the writer is very upset about anybody considering her a role model. You guys won't believe the shit in this article that I'm about to read to you. It's from theblaze.com, and the article is titled, Beyonce is Destroying Your Daughter, Not Empowering Her, by Matt Walsh, written on April 26, 2016. So already I can tell you that this is biased because a man wrote this, and I don't see very, very many men who understand the movement behind Beyonce. And now that's not saying there aren't men who exist that get it and see what she's about, but based on the title and reading this, this guy definitely does not get her. So he is quote unquote disturbed, he frequently says in this article, that people praise her and her music so much. He said this paragraph after mentioning former President Obama saying, President Obama said, I, can, I could not see a better role model for my girls. So <laughs> right into it, uh, Mr. Walsh says, role model, empowering, brilliant, genius. These are lofty titles for anyone to fit. So how, how close does Beyonce come? Leaving aside for the moment the racist undertones and the fact that she dresses like a wealthy stripper, let's look at what she's actually saying. Here are a few choice lyrics from the album, the same album the New York Times calls a revelation of spirit. Now he's talking about the lyrics to Lemonade and obviously she's such a bad role model for saying you don't need a man and stick up for yourself. I know. How dare she? Now, when the Super Bowl fiasco happened where she debuted Formation in the Black Panther outfit, people, and I mean more white people, shocking, were upset. This leading to people saying she's a Black Lives Matter drone and how and how and why does everybody need to make this shit about race? People said that about Lady Gaga and I hope she doesn't talk about politics and I hope that she doesn't make this shit political. Um, it's, the, it's the world we're living in. They're gonna make it political. They should make it fucking political. And Lady Gaga subtly did make it political, so hats off to you, Lady Gaga, who I will be talking about in a couple minutes. Seriously, though, 
the formation video is basically her saying, stop shooting us. That's it. Why is that a really radical concept? And you know, feminism and Black Lives Matter have something very much in common. The radical idea that women and black people are people. But I'm just going to leave that topic alone because that's a different animal I'm not getting into because there isn't enough time in my day to get to it. So Beyonce dresses like a slut and she's a bad role model. Kathleen Hanna calls herself a slut and it's offensive. And Ariana Grande is to blame for people being dead because she wears short skirts. Now did I miss anything guys? And I mean, I can't talk about this topic without bringing up Miley Cyrus. Let's not forget in 2013 when Miley got all sorts of hate for the VMA performance. The Guardian said, although the Parents Television Council's press release did not mention Billy Ray, it did single out Miley's tongue-waggling performance. MTV continues to sexually exploit young women by promoting acts like that incorporate twerking in a nude-colored bikini. It, it also wrote, how is this image of former, chi former child star Miley Cyrus appropriate for 14-year-olds? However, the council also underlined that sexually provocative pop stars aren't the object of its indignation. MTV's parental ratings are. Now, first of all, anybody watching the MTV VMAs, I don't think are 14 anymore, to be honest. And in 2017, being 14 is so different than when I was 14. 14 year olds nowadays are, are exposed to way different things than what I was exposed to when I was 14, let me tell you. And you know, I don't agree with a lot of Miley Cyrus scandals and I also don't really agree with her as a person much, but it's MTV. MTV has always been provocative. Look at the shows they have on the air. I mean, Miley Cyrus in a skin-toned underwear is worse than Jersey Shore and show, shows alike. Let's not forget the memes going around that I hated where women like Cyrus and Katy Perry were putting these memes in provocative clothing that they would wear saying shit like women who dress like this but are offended by the grab them by the pussy comment hypocrites much and I can't even begin to tell you guys how enraged I was when I saw those. Beyonce and Ariana Grande were also targets in these memes about it. The grab them by the pussy comment is a whole other topic I'm exhausted talking about in other projects and in real life. But I will say that women wearing whatever the fuck they want has no bearing on you touching them and how they feel about you touching other women without their consent. Miley wearing a money leotard riding an inflatable penis has nothing to do with you making comments about sexually assaulting someone. And it goes with the idea that rape culture doesn't exist. And I just want to tell you guys that I'm sorry, but a woman's clothing is not consent and it's not any indication of their views on sexual assault. Miley can ride whatever inflatable penis she wants does not mean that it's okay to touch her without her consent. Sorry. Now, I also want to bring up really quickly, when Lady Gaga did the Super Bowl halftime show, people slammed her for weight and how she looked and how her stomach was and also criticized her clothing. Now, what bothers me the most is that Lady Gaga had been open about having an eating disorder and recovering from it. A few, a few years ago, I think it was in 2015, she made a post on her website in her underwear about it and she said that she has been battling bulimia since she was 15 and the post she said, I used to throw up all the time in high school, so I'm not that confident. I wanted to be a skinny little ballerina, but I was a voluptuous little Italian girl whose dad had meatballs on the table every night. I used to come home and say, dad, why do you always give us this food? I need to be thin and he'd say, eat your spaghetti. And then she continued saying, weight is still a struggle. Every video I'm in, every magazine cover, they stretch you, they make you perfect, she confessed. It's not real life. I'm gonna say this about girls. The dieting has got to stop. Everyone just needs to knock it off because at the end of the day, it's affecting kids your age and it's making girls sick. Now, I'm gonna 
link to you guys the article where she talks about being bulimic in high school and I believe it's the whole post from her website. I couldn't really find it. I know it exists but I, I just couldn't grab it for you guys. But the Huffington Post um, did a good job writing it down. And I also want to mention if she looks fat then I probably should never eat again. Two years ago Lady Gaga said she was going to quit music. She wanted to rebrand herself and started saying no and started standing up for herself. I'm going to play you guys a clip. It's a little over a minute but it's a really good clip of her saying why she wanted to rebrand herself. So let me just play that for you guys. It's only a little over a minute long but it's a really good um, interview. I have had to make decisions like why am I unhappy? Okay. Okay, S Stephanie Gaga hybrid person. Why are you unhappy? Why is it that you want to quit music a couple years ago? I was like, well, I really don't like selling these, you know, uh, fragrances, perfumes. I don't like uh, wasting my time spending days just shaking people's hands and smiling and taking selfies feels shallow to my existence. I have a lot more to offer than my image. I don't like being used to make people money. I uh, feel s sad when uh, I'm overworked and that I just become a money-making machine and that my passion and my creativity take a back seat. That makes me unhappy. So what did I do? I started to say, no, I'm not doing that. I don't want to do that. I'm not taking that picture. I'm not going to that event. I'm not standing by that because that's not what I stand for. And slowly but surely, I remembered who I am. And then you go home and you look in the mirror and you're like, yes, I can go to bed with you every night. Because that person, I know that person. That person has balls. That person has integrity. That person has an opinion. That person does, doesn't say yes. That person doesn't get a text from somebody and say, oh, my God, they wrote this and um, they sent this emoji. Should I write this back? What do you think? Is that okay to say? Are they going to like me if I say that? Should I say something different? This is the, this is the age that we live in. We're not actually communicating with each other. We are unconsciously communicating lies. So a lot of people, I don't know how they feel about it. I haven't really talked to anybody that's ever seen it, to be honest. I probably the only person that I know that even knows that that video exists. I'll link it to you guys in the show notes so you can pass it on to your friends as well. But I, I love that interview. I love that she stood up for herself because... I've, I've mentioned it before in real life conversation how uh, Lady Gaga's career kind of after the fame when she put out art pop it kind of started not being as hot as it used to be but Lady Gaga as a person her her being a person was more popular than her music at the time because she was doing a lot of things you know philanthropic things she was doing a lot of cool charity stuff she was standing up for herself and kind of rebranding herself and when she came out with joanne i mean i don't i didn't personally like joanne but i mean who really gives a fuck what i think um i just think that she needed to do that i think she needed to start saying no i think she needed to become stephanie instead of lady gaga you know lady gaga is the person that helps stephanie survive i mean pat said it about uh, Lana Del Rey, how Lana Del Rey exists so Lizzie can survive, you know, Lizzie can live. So I think it's the same thing with Lady Gaga and Stephanie, you know, they're two different people. And I just, I, I'm a fan of it. I think that as, as a celebrity, you should be able to say no, you're not just an entertainer. I mean, granted, I know people are paying money to see you and this and that, but 
when it comes to you being a person, it's a totally different animal. You know, you're, you should be allowed to say stuff. You should be allowed to say no. You shouldn't have to sell a fragrance just because it's going to make, make you money. When you're already in a, a millionaire, when, when you have so much money, do you really need to sell a fragrance that you don't believe in just to make more money? I mean, I totally support Lady Gaga on that. I totally support everything that she says in regards to her, her mental health and everything. So in 2015, she did an, uh, she did an interview that was from chessjar.com. It's from, I don't know where the original interview is from, but chessjar.com is the one that I'm going to talk to you guys about. Um, it's the same, it's the same words. It's just depending on what website you fancy and their opinion on it. But she also mentioned that other than the clip that I just played you guys, a great deal of sexism that she's faced also made her want to quit music. And she said, the title of the 2015 article from chisjared.com says, Lady Gaga does not, does speak out on music industry sexism. And she says, what I really want to say is that it is really hard sometimes for women in music. It's like a fucking boys club that we just can't get into. She said to the audience, Gaga added, I tried for so long, I just really wanted to be taken seriously as a musician for my intelligence more than my body ever in this business. You don't always feel like you're working that people believe that you have any musical background, that you understand what you're doing because you're female. Now in the Can You Deal zine, um, Alicia from Bully mentioned mentioned that and in my first episode I read to you guys her whole passage that, passage that she wrote for the Can You Deal zine basically saying people overlook her and ask the male in the room about the sound the sound producing when she's more than capable of doing it and she has done it for her records for her band and it's basically any woman that's ever been in a band Marielle Loveland of now Best X but used to be Candy Hart. She said all the time that she wouldn't be allowed in venues because people didn't think that she was actually part of the band and that she was a girlfriend or she was this or she was that. So people don't really think that women can do anything. And even if they are musicians, all they can do is sing or all they can do is dance. Like they're one dimensional people. They can't do anything else. They can't write music. They can't write their own music for, for that matter. They can't play instruments. They can't do anything. I mean, I said it before in my first episode, the tagline for the Runaways are, is that these girls can actually play. I mean, this isn't new. Um, Katy Perry is also somebody that comes to mind with sexism and revealing outfits. Again, I don't really believe in anything that Katy Perry is doing right now, but she's faced an immense amount of sexism based on what she's worn. I mentioned in my last episode with Christy, just everything that you hear about Katy Perry just has to do with her boobs or what she looks like. It's just, you can't escape it. And that's, yeah, obviously I can't possibly cover every instance of sexism and a woman in music being criticized for it and being shamed for what they wear. But these are just the most relevant to the generation. And I will, I promise I will not stop talking about this topic. And I'll be doing more research to bring you guys more of this and more up-to-date information. A couple of these articles are from a year or two old, except for the Ariana Grande news. As that approaches, as that benefit show approaches, I will probably do another episode on it because it is something that's really horrifying and really tragic. And with Paramore doing tour one and they're playing a show in Manchester, a lot of Paramore fans are really scared right now, but we all kind of have to push through. And it just really sucks because music has always been a safe space. 
you know, especially in this political climate, everything kind of sucks right now. And it's just music kind of brings you away for a couple hours. I mean, that's why I started doing this podcast. I mean, among other reasons, but a big thing was to have people come to this podcast and be a safe space for people. And they can hear what I have to say about sexism and women in music because I've never found a space like that so I created one and I hope you guys feel a part of that community that I'm trying to create. So for now I'm leaving you guys with a lot of food for thought and I wanted to play you the last song of the episode. The band I actually found on accident today while I was um, I was looking for, I wasn't really looking for anything but I got a, a notification or something or one of uh, my friends on Facebook was in a band and under the bands it just has more bands so I just kept checking them out and I clicked on 18th and Addison which is the band's name and I found out something cool about them that I didn't even know until I started already asking them if I could use their music and the uh, vocalist and guitar player Kate she is the guitarist in Chad Gilbert's side project What's Eating Gilbert which I again I had no idea about and it's such a pleasant surprise because I love What's Eating Gilbert and I even own all the seven inches that they've put out and 18th and Addison they have a new full length out from 2016 called Makeshift Monster you guys can get it on iTunes the song I'm playing today is called Disaster by Design from that record they also have another record from 2015 I believe it's a seven song EP you guys can check that out as well it's also very good and yeah that's it for today. This is kind of a shorter episode. I really just wanted to touch on the Ariana Grande thing and then it kind of snowballed into a lot of other things with sexism and what women are wearing. So sorry it's a little short but I just really wanted to bring that topic out and especially because it happened a week ago today I really wanted this episode to make its way to you guys ASAP. So that's it. As always you guys can find me on Twitter at Rebel Hearts Girl. The email is rebelheartspodcast at gmail.com facebook.com slash rebel hearts podcast and instagram is samus socks i do finally have the zines Woohoo! they look really cool they have 60 full color pages with photos and interviews by friends of mine and they're just really great people i did an interview with the singer of the groots i did an interview with molly from no deluxe who's a really good friend of mine she is super cool they don't have music out yet but as soon as they do you guys will be the first to hear it i also got a lot of I got permission from a lot of different photographers my friend Danny who did the boys club documentary that came out and just it was overwhelming how many people wanted to contribute to it a lot of Parahoy contributors it's just a really cool collection of all my friends and you know it's it's filled with poems by one of the uh, Pat actually did a poem so if you guys like Pat, you guys should totally check out the zine and see the poem that he wrote. It was really awesome. And yeah, if you guys want one, you guys can email me at rebelheartspodcast at gmail.com on info on how to buy one. And if you're on Long Island, go check out the band Graves and I will be taking over their merch table with all of my stuff. So I think they're playing a show next month. I'll keep you guys updated on the Facebook page if I don't do an episode before that. So again, if you live on Long Island, come and check it out. I will have all of my stuff. They won't have a merch table anymore. It'll be all mine. So 
that's it. Keep your ears and eyes out for all the new stuff happening this summer. It's going to be a crazy summer. Halsey's coming out with her new record on June 4th, so be aware of that. Air Sound is coming out with Layers Volume 2 on the same day. They already have out their single, Lacuna. It's really awesome. I might even play it for you guys, even though I've played Air Sound twice already, but they're really cool people. Alexa's really awesome, and they also feature now, now singer Casey on the last track of Volume 2. So that'll be really exciting. So I will see you guys at the front. Here's 18th and Addison.